every black man. Where the hell's all the sanity at? Damn, I used to be the kid that no one cared about. That's why you have to keep screaming till they hear you out. Hardy Mai to the official Sanjay Cooper Memorial League podcast for round four. My name is the Blackjack Bandit, and here is my co-host, La Bamba. Hola, amigo. Once again, you never fail to inspire all the listeners with your wise words. Uh, so before we kick things off this week, Gracias. we um we really wanted to delve into the breaking news from today that um Huayman's song is allegedly on his way out of Paniki Saint Germain. He's had enough there. He's demanded a trade, and co-managers Moda McRoby have decided they're going to grant it to the best offer they receive as of 10 p.m. tomorrow night. Uh, Labamba, what do you think of the shocking development? Yeah, it's certainly an interesting one, isn't it? I think um, obviously they've had some words between the manager and themselves to get to this point. Um, Also the fact that he's picked up a calf injury recently, maybe that's fallen into their thinking um, after he blanked zero points in their 3-0 loss. So yeah, I think there's obviously something at play here and we're not sure what... Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, look, when you're offering up your first-round pick, the fourth overall pick of the draft, uh, something fishy's going on. And to just openly say you're just going to accept the best offer as of a quite random timeline, it's it's really suspicious, especially considering who those co-managers are. They're very deviant humans. Um, now, as we're both expert league insiders... We've received good word of some of the offers that have gone down. Um, so currently, expected to lose have submitted three offers, none of them being very good. Uh, haven't got a clue. Have submitted Dago Jota and Dennis in exchange for Son and Joshua King. Uh, Monathan Drakeman, as per usual, trolling the league with results and with trade offers. Harvey Barnes, straight swap. And uh, Tarns United have offered Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Martin Odegaard, and Olivier Zinchenko for Son, Saint-Maximin, and Emerson Royale. Um, look, obviously, we've still got over 24 hours to go until this deadline, but if you were Paniki Saint-Germain, La Bamba, and those were the only offers you received, which one are you taking? Um, oh, look, I'm probably looking at the trade offer from um, Tarns United. I think that's probably the fairest straight up trade, um, like for like. Obviously, they've gone on the on the line with a proven striker. Um, you know, Arsenal's new midfield hope, and then Man City's you know darting left back. So it's a pretty good offer. Um, and if they are going to be of their word I think that's the best offer they've got so far and they will uh, accept it so yeah I think that's where we'll see Sun go um, will he succeed there look not sure we'll, we'll see how he goes but yeah 
we'll see where, what trade offer they do end up taking. What do you think? Personally, I really like uh, having Jota Clues um, offer of uh, their namesake and Dennis. Um, look, when when you're giving up your namesake, you know that they're being dead keen on on Song, and to swap out Son for Jota, I mean, it looks like Jota's now the Liverpool starting striker. Um, Firmino looks. Yeah, he's he's on his way out, and yeah, I mean, player for player, you're you're doing pretty well to get Diego Jota if you if Son is really dead keen to leave, um, and yeah, I mean, it looks like having Jota Clue and Tarns United are the only teams taking offers seriously. The other ones are kind of just troll offers. Um, as previously mentioned, it remains to be seen who else is gonna throw their head in the ring in the Son sweepstakes. But look, I guess we'll find that out. Yeah, there's and... still a few teams who haven't uh, haven't offered the trade yet, have they? So you look at, at someone like Gurney FC, they've got a lot of trade capital they could offer up, um, you know, and looking to make some moves. Um, Gilfie's Young Boys, they're a team that need to improve. So, look, they've got a little bit of draft capital as well. They've got Paul Pogba, who's, you know, one of the best form players at the moment. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they go for. Yeah, very interesting. I, I mean, just off the back of the Cristiano-Ronaldo acquisition from Thickford makes me hardy for Vardy. This is another absolutely league-shaping move, and it really could shift the balance of power in the league. And, look, you, as as everyone knows, you never know what to expect at the Sanjay Cooper Memorial League. There's always twists and turns, and that's why it's the world's most prestigious draft fantasy Premier League competition and there's nothing really more I can prove it with than this scenario right now. Yes, no, it certainly is. It's proven it's uh, worth an entertainment so far. Absolutely. So, shall we kick things off with the round four matches, La Bamba? Sounds good to me, horse. All right, well... Our first match of the week took us to the upper hut home for the vertically challenged as Gilfie's young boys played host to expected to lose in a bottom half clash. In this one, expected to lose, Kalambalo, Graham and James Sinclair pulled out a narrow 46-point victory over Ryan Ellis and Zach Blair's 42 points. Labamba, what were your thoughts on this match? Well, it's expected to lose. We've obviously not got a great uh, deal of bench depth at the moment so they really got their 11 players um, that they're really counting on and then it actually came out for them um, obviously Tanganga after my high praise only three moments ago to start I'm getting negative three didn't help um, they still wouldn't have won of course but uh, Gelfi's young boys are really carried by Pogba and Zaha and they need a little bit more help uh, elsewhere uh, if they had played the right goalie then potential for the win but you know, the, the, those managerial decisions were taken out of expected to lose his hands, and, and I think that's why they won. Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, for me, this, this was a really lucky week for expected to lose. Um, obviously, you had Kane scoring, which is not going to happen a lot through the season, and ultimately that was what won them the, the match. Um, and their reliance on City... Um, it's probably throughout the season it's going to keep them 
from 10th place, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think this team is, is good enough to challenge. It's going to be incredibly inconsistent. And when your best player is Kevin De Bruyne, who lives in Manchester Hospital, and your second round pick is Timo Werner, um, yeah, you're on, you're on kind of dire straits. Um, with Gilfie's young boys, obviously the red card significantly hampered them and some of their bench uh, selections. They could have pulled out a narrow victory here, but I think the story of this match, once again, Paul Pogba is on a staggering run of form at the moment and with the notable additions in Manchester United this offseason, um, I mean, it's it's not like Mikel Antonio, who's, we'll get to that later, but he obviously was eventually bound to run out of his form. Paul Pogba's always been capable of this, and it's uh, he could realistically keep this up and be one of the top players in fantasy. And my criticism of Gilfie's young boys has always been they don't have a star player. Well, maybe they do. Maybe Paul Pogba is a star player. Um, and if they can keep that up, that might be enough to keep Gilvy's young boys off 10th place. What do you, what do you think of that, LaBaba? Yeah, well, it's a pretty strong midfield when you look at it. You know, on paper, Havertz, Havertz Zaha, Pogba, and Neves, they're pretty strong players. So I think, um, oh, yeah, I think that they, I think that they all kind of, you know, pull their way through the season just on those four alone. Um, and then you, you know, add in strong performances from people like Greenwood and Ricardo. And then, yeah, they do have a strong team, but it really is a week by week side. Yes. I, I couldn't agree more looking ahead next week. Gilfie's young boys play host to Tons United and expected to lose play host to haven't got a clue. Our next match took us to the Auditors Council of Future Engagement Ring Customers as Comfort My Willian, Sean Hanson, and Zach Phillips scored 35 points to Haven't Got a Clue, James Lavery and Joshua Bambas 50 points, giving the Travellers the victory. LaBamba, what were your thoughts here? Yeah, I thought it was an entertaining fixture. Um... You know, not too too high scoring, and, and in the end, it was pretty comfortable for having Jota Clue, uh, whose defense kind of pulled it out for them. Um, they were very weak in attack this week, um, so probably an area for them to improve on. However, they came up against a side with a lot of ones and even in a couple zeros. So, yeah, an interesting fixture. Yeah, for sure. Um, for me, the things that stood out. Uh, I, as I've previously talked quite a bit about, I really rate Comfort My Willie and Squad, but I think this game in particular exposed their fatal flaw, and it's that they are so reliant on a lot of rotation risks. I mean, you've got Sterling, Jesus, and Mount in the same team. Uh, that's it's a real recipe for disaster. Reese James as well. And I think that. Look, their team's really good on paper, but I just think the rotation risk alone might keep them out of the top half of the table, which is a real shame. Um, another thing, a going concern, if you will. Uh, West Ham has drawn nil all with Southampton. As everyone will remember from last round's podcast, I spoke very, 
very colourfully about how West Ham's run of form is not going to last forever. They face Manchester United in the coming round. Um, their star player of recent times has been Saad Ben Rama. So, yeah, it's it's tough. And obviously, they're also coming into a Sanjay Shield challenge next week. Um, and look, it, it is against Gurn FC, to be fair. So they're going to have a strong chance no matter what. But it's, yeah, it's a tough ask. What, how do you see it? Sydney, uh, it's, it's, a, it's not quite a, a laid down Mazir for them, isn't it? Yeah, certainly. Certainly. I mean, look, they're, they're good managers. They've been on the podcast in round two. Um, they've got strong managerial skills. I, I just worry for factors outside of their control. Um, on Haven't Got a Clue. Now, Labamba, you'll remember that I ranked Haven't Got a Clue eighth place in my preseason power rankings. And I'd like to issue a formal apology to Labour and Bamba here. I significantly underrated Haven't Got a Clue. Um, and this week really shows it. They are second place by two points on total points. And I mean, Danny Ings and Charlie Adams haven't even started firing yet. So. Yeah, I mean, this team is, it could be scary, scary good. And I think this team is going to finish in the top four at the very least. And the difference between fourth and higher than that is just going to be a continued shrewd waiver um, waiver management acquisitions um, going forward. And I think particularly manager Bamba with his uh, expertise of the English Championship is a real key to victory there. Yeah, and no, I think they're going to be an interesting side. Both managers have never finished in the bottom half in fantasy. Um, always had top five finishes, so they have strong pedigree. Um, be interesting to see if some of these players that are kind of making that step up from the championship can hold their own. Um, they've obviously dropped Canyos for uh, Bernardo Silva, which seems a pretty good move um, when you think that De Bruyne is out for the foreseeable future. Um, well, he's probably back next week, but you never really know of him. So it's probably a good man to have on your bench. Um, so yeah, if that, if Shay Adams and Danny Ings can get going, then they could be a real threat to this league. Absolutely. Looking ahead next week, can't fit my William play host to a Sanjay shield challenge against Gurn FC and haven't got a clue. will travel to the, Problem Gambling Call Centre to take on expected Toulouse. Our next match took us to the Lower Hut Support Group for people who only talk about their jobs. As Stuckford makes me hardy for Vardy, Anthony Coleman and Callum Martin took on Monathan Drakeman, John O'Hoffman and Matt Drake. This treated us to our first draw of the season with 50 points apiece. Labamba, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, it was an extremely entertaining match. Um, you know, came right down to the wire, and, and both teams have probably, I'll probably both take the draw. I'd say, um, and the you know, the, this is a top top of the table clash. You know, one versus four, and if you look at their sides, obviously Ronaldo really helped Flickford, makes me hardy for Vardy, um, as well as Allison and then DS and Cody as well, are high scorers. And then if you look across the the pitch at Monaghan Drakeman, they 
again, didn't really have that many high scores at Lukaku, but their own, Antonio's negative one is obviously very costly um, and almost cost them the game, you know, lunging in on a challenge like that. So, yeah, I think both teams will be happy with the draw. Labamba, can I just say it was an absolutely staggering production that you uh, gave in the round three podcast that you said Antonio would uh, overstretch into a challenge and um, miss uh, a match. That's that's unbelievable. Yeah, it's almost Oracle-like, I think. I mean, it's to be expected. It's the magic of the Sanjay Cooper Memorial League, really. Um, for me... Um, yeah, there's there's not a lot. Well, there's nothing separating these teams. But for me, Thickford makes me hearty for Vardy is the best team in the league. They're the only team to challenge Monathan Drakeman in a long time. Uh, I mean, look at the front line. It's Cristiano Ronaldo, Patrick Bamford, and Jamie Vardy. You've also got Ferran Torres. You've also got Cavani on the bench, mind you. Like, he's probably never going to play anymore. But yeah, it's it's really unbelievable. For me, they were the preseason favourites. They're even more so now. Uh, time will tell. For Monathan Drakeman, Antonio's runners, it's it has to be over. He's missing a match. He's been red carded. Uh, now, Phil Foden potentially could get a start in this round and that will be interesting that could make up for it but the defense is still a really strange collection of players couple rotation risks there um and chelsea face spurs this week lukaku as bill equator that's a lot of points gone and i think they're vulnerable coming into the next match what are your thoughts on that yeah, no, it's certainly the, the front five players that they're operating in a two-man midfield in this uh, week's matchup. It's a, it's a pretty electric front five, but the the five they're relying on at the back are, as you say, very risky, I guess is the word. Samato should have scored um, in this game week, which would have really helped them um, as well. Obviously, Tarkovsky is... An interesting pick. He he scores the old goal, but plays with Burnley. Um, as for the quota, as you as you've said, is is a rotation risk. But yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting side, and and when they come up next week against it's a sure thing. It's going to be uh, yeah, it's going to be a really tough match for them. Looking ahead, as you say, Monathan Drakeman face it's a sure thing in a top versus bottom clash. Uh, yeah, I mean. That, that could shock the league with how vulnerable Monathan Drakeman are looking. And Thickford makes me hearty for Vardy. will travel to the Wellington School of Adapting to Living in low to medium socioeconomic areas after growing up in affluent suburbs to take on Paniki Saint-Germain. Our next match took us to the aforementioned Wellington School of Adapting to Living in low to medium socioeconomic areas after growing up in affluent suburbs as Paniki Saint-Germain took on Goon FC in a Sanjay Shield challenge. Goon FC managed to take the Shield 53-47. to 47. Labamba, thoughts? Yeah, this was a, 
an extremely entertaining match. Um, very high scoring and close affair. Um, that came down to the final day and Decore's 10 points almost uh, snuck uh, Paniki Saint-Germain over the top um, and what would have been quite a remarkable uh, uh, Sandra Shield save. Unfortunately for them, the Shield travels uh, to Gurn FC who themselves put up a serious amount of points with new striker Huang uh, getting eight, um, Dunk eight, Criswell eight, Robertson seven, so... Yeah, very entertaining matchup. Yeah, um, for me, it it says a lot about Paniki Sanjumam, where they can come this close to defending the shield against a fifty-three point score without their star player, and perhaps that's the inspiration behind the trade rumors. I think they might want to shore up other areas of their team. Um, I mean, the missing piece here is clearly a reliable striker. Uh, you've got St. Maximin, who kind of plays second fiddle to Callum Wilson at Newcastle, and Ivan Tony, the championship superstar who's yet to get on the score sheet in the Premier League, I believe. Um, oh, he scored one goal. Oh, he scored he- one goal. Well, he's yet to really prove himself in the Premier League, rather, should I say. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough to say. It's, it was a bit of a freak week all round. Decore is obviously not going to score 10 every week. Uh, Alexander Arnold, obviously, he's a, a true star and 12 point scores, well, pretty exceptional. They're not totally out of the realm of possibility in most weeks that Liverpool aren't facing top six opposition. Uh, for Gurn FC, how the fuck did this team get 53 points? I know. <laughs> it's pretty pretty incredible. Like you can kind of see on Panigi Sanjaman, there's a couple of big scores which obviously push them up, but those big scores are what you need to record scores over 45 points. And they haven't really got anyone, no one in double digits, um, but several really consistent performers which have uh, seen them get the win here. It's it's staggering. I mean, Harry Kane is yet to do anything this season. And it really remains to be seen when he's going to get off the board. But, I mean, how many points has that backline got? That backline's got, by my count, uh, 31 points. Quick math. Like, 37 if you include Fabianski. That is absolutely not going to happen every week. They've got a Brighton defender in there. Um, They've also got Everton defender in there, who was the only one who didn't get a clean sheet, but yeah, I mean, it, I feel like it's an extremely lucky week from Gurn FC. Um, and if you look ahead, West Ham are playing United. You've got uh, Harry Kane is playing Chelsea next week. So I'm both predicting and hoping that Gurn FC's run with the Shield is very brief. Yeah, uh, it will be an interesting matchup. Um, they've got a few good, you know, head to heads apart from that Kane one. And you've Marius against Southampton, um, Robertson and Matip against Crystal Palace. So that will be an interesting one to see if uh, they can get up there, especially in and Huang against Brentford too at home. So yeah, it should be an interesting, uh, an interesting one this one. Yes, absolutely. Looking ahead. 
Paniki Saint-Germain travel to the lower hut support group for people who only talk about their jobs to take on Thickford Makes Me Hardy for Vardy. And Goon FC travel to the Auditors Council of Future Engagement Ring customers to take on Comfort My Willian in a Sanjay Shield defence. Finally, we travel to the Ashley and Martin before photo studio as It's a Sure Thing took on Tarns United. In this one, Tarns United scored 58, a league-high performance, and It's a Sure Thing scored 28, a league-low performance. Labamba, oh, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, it's pretty pretty incredible victory for this one. Two teams that um, were languishing down the bottom of the table um, and really only one team put in a statement performance here. Uh, 58 points, the highest of the week, and, and a victory margin of 30 is pretty incredible. Um, it's a sure thing. Not a single player in double figures, uh, only two above five or five or more, that is. So that's where they fell apart, whereas Tons United had a bit more... Um, a bit more of a team performance. They got a bit lucky uh, with Edouard coming on and, and getting two goals in four minutes. So interesting to see if he can repeat that. But apart from that, the the scores across the board are pretty consistent and uh, set them up nicely for next week's uh, fixture. Um, so I've got a very concerning piece of information from this match to, uh, to shed light on in the league. Uh, if you scroll to the bottom of this match, you'll see that it's a sure thing's entire bench was auto-subbed on and they were still the league low uh, points getter in the round. Um, the Bamba, is it's a sure thing engaging in the league? Yeah, it's an interesting debate. Um, obviously, they sit currently bottom Um they haven't scored the least amount of points, um, which is an interesting, you know, little tidbit there. Uh, expected to lose on 150 points is currently bottom on points scored. Uh, however, they have only picked up three points so far. And yeah, the three, the four players that came off the bench didn't exactly add great deal um, of points. Obviously, Guarita was their hot top scorer, but apart from that, you know, um, Dyer came in for a very dire one point. Uh, Kucho came in for an equally dire one point, and Puki was two. So, yeah, it was an interesting one. However, then if you look across the the, the managerial bench to Towns United, they had three players subbed in for 21 points, which if they didn't have that, they would have been the third lowest scoring team. They would have still got the win, um, alas, but... Yeah, an interesting tidbit there around, uh, you know, the use of the bench. Hmm. I will uh, I'll just ask my producer, uh, who was actually the co-manager of Tans United, Tom Wiley, about this. So hold up. <coughs> hey, Tom. Uh, La Bamba said you're not engaging in the league and you only won because of auto-subs. Uh, he just said 2022 Tans United on the throne. Uh, okay. So. But when would you say, is it a managerial masterpiece from It's a Sure Thing to get all four players on? It's a great spin zone uh, to use 15 players in a, in a match. It's, it is a bit of a managerial masterstroke. 
but in saying that, you have to be. It's using really using the. Uh, it's really using the full complement of the of your squad, isn't it? Absolutely, but in saying that, you do have to have a shit enough team where four players aren't playing. So, yeah, um, it depends how you look at it, I suppose. Um, with yes, Tons United, yeah. uh, look, they've finally shown what they're capable of. It's it's been a long time coming for them. They're definitely they weren't deserving of being tenth place, and it's good to see them finally get on the board. Uh, the concerning thing for them, they are going to be without Dominic Calvert Lewin for at least three weeks. Um, do you think they have the firepower to make up for his absence? Well, ironically, the side that got auto subbed on is pretty strong. So if that. If the managers can take notes from their performance this week and really put it into their uh, next week's fixture, then they've got a really good chance to go back to back. And they will need a bit of a bit of luck again. Um, hopefully, Edward will get a start for them. Um, and likewise, a few of the other players on that side, Odegaard, will be looking to step up um, and show his credentials to get a start. So, yeah, look, they're they're going in the right direction. Um, you know, they're currently seventh, um, and we'll be looking for their second win of the season this week. Yeah, absolutely. Looking ahead, it's a sure thing. We'll travel to the government house uh, sugar-free, gluten-free, dairy-free kitchen to take on top-of-the-table Monathan Drakeman. And Tarns United will travel to the upper hut home for the vertically challenged to take on Kelfie's young boys as they were the top scorers of the round. I was live after the match to interview the co-managers of Tarns United Tom Wiley and Jack Wiley. Let's cut to that audio now. Uh, we are here with co-managers of Tarns United, Tom Wiley and Jack Wiley. Welcome to the both of you to the show. Cheers, Blackjack Bandit. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, thank you very much, Blackjack Bandit. It's an absolute honour to finally get the privilege of being on the show. Uh, a real statement performance from the two of you against... It's a sure thing this week. Uh, what changed from your previous performances and what do you credit for this amazing result? Um, I think it's been well overdue uh, from our points of view. Um, we've been quite unlucky in the, the first three game weeks, so it's good to finally get on the board uh, in game week four with a real statement performance like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, we knew we were always capable of this. In um, half our matches, we've faced the top scorer of the round, and so we've gotten really unlucky. Um, as everyone knows, I've been really vocal in the group chat, and this week I decided to stay a bit more quiet than usual, and it seems to have paid off. We've also had a slew of good waiver pickups recently, particularly with uh, Edward and Crystal Palace. And uh, also, we're dedicating the rest of our season to our um, family dog, Billy, who unfortunately passed away. Um, we'll be wearing black armbands for him, and it's, it's a real motivating force for the team. Uh, yeah, so as you say, obviously, the group chat has taken a real disliking to your team, and it seems that you're really the natural villains of the league this season. Um, are you using the group chat to motivate you? Um, absolutely. Um, 
think there's a, a lot of unwarranted criticism. Well, actually, maybe unwarranted is the wrong word because Tom chats copious amounts of shit. But um, I just think uh, it's the classic. They hate us because they ain't us. And, um, you know, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, at the start of the season, I intentionally brought it on myself. As um, in the past, I've really fallen unmotivated in the midpoint of the season. And I attribute that particularly to last season where we finished ninth. Um, we just weren't engaged enough. And really, to increase the accountability on ourselves, I brought the heat in the group chat. And I really set the tone at the draft with my diss track. Um, yeah, look, we've got a lot of doubters. Haters are my motivators. 2022 Times United on the throne. Um, yeah, and on that diss track, what was the inspiration behind that and what was the process of the creation there? I think that's a question for Tom. It was a, it was a special from the big man. Uh, yeah, well, as you can tell from the way I dress at league events, I love to go above and beyond for these. Um, I was coordinating walkout music for the draft, actually, and I knew what everyone else was doing, and I wanted to do something a bit different. And, yeah, obviously it came off well. The beat was from Tupac's famous diss track on Biggie Small's Hit Him Up, and I wrote the lyrics in the span of an hour on the Monday prior to the draft. Um, basically, I just mixed in Stormzy's Wiley Flot at the start of it. Is That's what everyone was probably assuming would be our walkout song. And, yeah, um, Probably made a lot of enemies with that song, but that's exactly what I wanted. Uh, so, on the current state of your team, you are going to be without Dominic Calvert-Lewin, one of your stars, for at least three weeks. Um, how are you planning for his absence and how are you going to make up for it? Well, Alton um, Edward at Crystal Palace was a, was a very good way to pick up and he looks to be in fine form so hopefully he can um score us a few goals that calvert lewin would have already been scoring for us um but yeah obviously it's a bit of a blow um we will be looking for, for other players to step up chris wood needs to start scoring he missed a big chance against um i think it was liverpool they played on the weekend oh no it was everton sorry yeah so um yeah, just got to look to Chris Wood, really, and Edouard to hopefully score us some regular goals in the coming weeks. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more with that. Um, obviously, Edouard, we've just brought in. Um, Chris Wood, he's a more than serviceable striker himself, and the recent return of Hakeem Zayic should help. Um, it's promising that he started in the Champions League today so look yeah that's looking good also Mohamed Salah our star player our first um, first round pick he's been one of the best players in the league as expected so obviously that's going to help and looks like Arsenal have a much easier run of games than they started the season with they've got themselves on the board and obviously we're very heavy in Arsenal players so that can only help us there if they return to form. Uh, yeah, very inspirational words there. Um, 
you are the only managers in the league who are related. Does being Brad related help create synergy and cohesiveness within the team, particularly in your managerial styles? Um, absolutely, I'd say the uh, the brotherhood does contribute to a, um, a well-oiled machine here at Times United. Um, obviously, from the outside perspective, sometimes people might think that um, or might assume that it actually harms us with uh, our performances of late, but I actually think it uh, it contributes well to the overall success of the team um, that will be had this season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all I can say to it are benefits. Um, the main one being we can be brutally honest with each other. If we think a move is dumb, you know, you, you're not going to ruin a friendship there. We're stuck with each other for life. Um, and yeah, being brothers is the inspiration behind everything our club stands for, our name, our badge, everything really. We've been brought up with the same values and we've installed them into our club. Amen. Yeah, and just on your branding, um, you've got a great original logo with a lot of uh, Tikanga and Tarea Corporation. Um, what was the de- design process behind that one? I think that's another question for Tom, actually. He, um, he did most of that, Admin. Yeah, thank you very much for your kind words there, Blackjack Bandit. Um, so the logo design was outsourced to our design team. Uh, the head of marketing for Tarns United, Emma West. Um, obviously, myself and Jack are at least one sixteenth Māori, and we felt it was important for an Aotearoa-based league to have a team representing Tikanga. Um, look, yeah, home represents is represented in our badge, Pororo, and the two Korus represent the two brothers coming together under the banner of the woman who gave us life. So, yeah, just ultimately, it's the ultimate visual representation of everything we stand for as a club. Jack Wiley, you're one of two college sport Wellington Premier One football champion captains of a league, yourself winning in 2018. Do the leadership skills you gained that season help you lead Towns United? Uh, absolutely, I'd say. Um, you know, that the experience of winning uh, the Trevor Rigby Cup in 2018 was immense and um, well, it helps me in my everyday life, but especially uh, when managing or co-managing Towns United. Um, yeah, it's not easy being um, this successful, but I get through it in the end, I suppose. That's that's very true. Uh, Tom Wiley, a lot of controversy has uh, shrouded our relationship. A lot of unfounded allegations are being spread that we are the same person. How do you feel about this? And does it fuel you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, It was outrageous from the Sanjay Times and the League Commissioner to publish that article. Um, yeah, look, I mean, it's between you and me, Blackjet Bandit, what our relationship is. I produced the podcast, you're the star. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. I respect your neutral voice in the league. 
Um, and yeah, it's just, it's unfair that we're being tarred with the same brush, really. Um, all I have to say is the group chat will regret the early treatment of myself and Tards United. Couldn't agree more with that, uh, Tom Wiley. Uh, next week, you face Gilfie's young boys. How will you be preparing for this match and how do you see it going? Um, I'll prepare for it with a cigar in my mouth. Uh, I think it'll be a just straightforward, carry some momentum through on um, or from this game week. And um, yeah, hopefully we can uh, see another positive result, which I'm sure we will. Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, to be honest, we're viewing it as a bit of a bye week. Um, we're, I mean, Leicester are facing Brighton, Liverpool, Liverpool are facing Crystal Palace. Um, yeah, I mean, it's simple as that. Arsenal might disappoint, but I think we have enough firepower to get over the newbies. We're not going to lose to a bunch of dwarves. Um, and really, we're focusing on our round six match with Monathan Drapeman. Yeah, really all business from you guys. Uh, so I asked this of every team, and I'm very interested to hear your answer for this. Where do you see yourselves finishing this season? Um, I personally think we could do the double here with the... Uh get the shield, uh, we'll hold on to it for the rest of the season and eventually uh, win the Memorial Cup. Um, I really can't see it going any other way, to be honest. We've got a great team. Um, people have been messaging us um, throughout the weeks um, that we've had saying, we're asking for our players uh, constantly. Um, they're just jealous, really. They know that there's nothing they can do to stop the Tarns United train. Yeah, I absolutely couldn't agree more with that. Obviously, we're aiming for the double, something that's never been done before. Um, but yeah, ultimately, I can only answer this question with the six-word phrase that's become our rally cry for the season. 2022, Tarns United on the throne. And who are you guys most looking forward to play next? Oh, that's a good question, Black, Blackjack Bandit. Um, well, it's quite a tough one. Do you want to take this one, Tom? Yeah, for me, it's not so tough. Um, <clears throat> there's a definite team that I want to knock off, and that's Monathan Drapeman. Um, look, we've got them in two rounds. It'll be a real proving point for us. Uh, their co-manager, Jono Hoffman, has been talking a lot of shit. <clears throat> and we really want to put him back in his place. Uh, he thinks he's top dog because he won the league last year, but that's fully off the back of Matt Drake. Is has been exposed in the group chat. He never finished above ninth before he joined forces with the brains of Millicent Drapeman. Um. Another one is Paniki Saint-Germain, um, as they keep proposing really shit trade offers to us, and I'm getting a bit sick of that. Amen. Right. Well, I believe that is all I have for the two of you. Uh, any final comments? 
Um, just for me, uh, thanks for having us on the on the podcast, Blackjack Bandit. I've um, thoroughly enjoyed myself, and um, I look forward to being on it again uh, when we're top scorers um, for the second week in a row this week. Yeah, so um, I just want to say that we may be seventh right now, but this week we showed what we're really capable of. We're only 10.53% of the way through the season. It's still completely wide open. A 35-round reign of terror begins. I can't wait for the photo of us with the trophy, the shield, and cigars in our mouth at prize giving. And when that's posted on Instagram... Oh, that's going to be one of the best moments of my life. As always, 2022, Tanzi United on the throne. You beauty. That has been Tanzi United co-managers Tom Wiley and Jack Wiley. Thank you very much to the two of you. Thank you, Blackjack Bandit. God bless you, Blackjack Bandit. That concludes this episode of the official Sanjay Cooper Memorial League podcast for round four. As always, I've been the Blackjack Bandit. I've been La Bamba. Thank you very much to the league participants for another great round. And I look forward to returning along with my co-host La Bamba to review the games in round five. As always, fuck COVID-19. Up McLaren. Up Ferrari. How good is F1? Yeah, no, it's pretty good, eh? Yeah, not bad, not bad, not bad, not bad, not bad, not bad. Not bad, not bad, not bad. Up, Lime Brown. Fuck the new Phoenix kit. Up, the Wellington Phoenix. Up, Gary Hooper. Up, Jaeger Bombs. Up, the mighty Vodafone Wellington Lions. Up, the Garden City. Fuck, Waikato. Fuck Central Auckland. Uh, Auckland's lockdown. Fuck people who change their own nickname in group chats. Up uh, people who... <laughs> I'm a bit stuck, actually. <laughs> uh, fuck people who break COVID protocols. Up the new Facebook Messenger feature, which allows you to post most likely to polls in group chats. Yeah, I've kind of reached reached the end of my creative mouse. Ben Wayne's on fire. Your defense is terrified. Ready to go? See you later, cucks. It's the Blackjack Bandit, bitch. First off, fuck James Lavery, he sucks Willie. Headlines crawling back like Liam to Nat Gillies. Drake claims that he's got allergies, he's full of shit. Barlow shaved his mullet because he got nits. Hello and welcome Zach and Ryan to the Fantasy League. It's fitting your new entrance because you're four foot three. Sean and Zach will both be getting down on one knee soon. Please don't leave your wives alone with McRoby in the room. Martin's family has the cars, but only one of them could drive. Mike and Karen are close to not being alive. Jack's worked in your world for six years. Oh dear, he'd be at a firm by now if he'd passed first year. When Bamba sees boys bums in the ruck, his downstairs throbs. Only thinks Anthony talks about a golf in his job. Donna's job is cooking for a dame named Patsy. I don't know Barlow's teammate's name. Don't at me. 2022, Tons United on the throne. Hey, mod, you English prick. It didn't come home. <laughs>